0: You're listening. No, you're listening to the Buns.com podcast network. <laughs> buns, buns, buns. I believe it's Hello Lovers. I oh, well, I know what it is. Okay, I know what it is. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> I just sometimes try and throw you off guard to see what you'll do. Hmm. He got kind of angry there. It's really like... Yeah, yeah, you didn't do it right, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. (laughs) My name is Koji. I am a part-time arborist or... Arborist enthusiast and full time uh wedding goer, it would seem. Huh. And with me, as always, is my good friend and podcast sound engineer in air quotes, mm. Andrew Patterson. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, the air quotes is because uh we went to a show the other day to record an interview with the band, and I said, Oh, I need a third person on the guest list. I need my sound engineer to come with oh, me. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. For you definitely need that. So, <laughs> and then we went to the show and it was good. It was great. But you may just have now heard a third voice. Andrew, why don't you tell us, tell our lovely listeners about our guest?
1: Uh, our guest today is uh, none other than Sean William
2: mm-hmm. Clark.
1: That's me. Do you go by the full name although I don't actually feel like I've ever called you that in
2: I know. Well, no. conversation that's or my, describing you to somebody? Yeah, that's my like that's my like stage name, which is also my real name, which is cuz I'm lazy and I couldn't come up with a clever stage name. <laughs> and I and I don't want to peg you to
1: one genre, but
2: I would say folk. Yeah. Like a folk musician. Yeah. Canadian. I have been thrown around the term
1: indie folk a lot. I like that. I'm happy there with go. that. You go indie folk <laughs> musician. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got a new album coming out as well. Yeah. Maybe you tell us a little bit about that. Oh, why don't we talk about that? At the end. We'll talk about that at the end. Okay. We'll give you like the uh, like the hot ones, like Let the People Know. Okay. Yeah. Like where you can talk about it, but... Uh, Gotta have the plugs at the end so they remember. Yeah. Al Marburg looks sick, though.
2: Oh, thanks. That also, I
1: listened to your play... Well, that kind of almost even could tie into... I listened to the... So Sean uh, released a playlist... Mm-hmm. Uh, shared his playlist on Spotify. That was kind of like your inspiration for yeah. like when you were. Yeah. Pretty interesting.
2: Yeah it's it's a good it's a good selection. It's of a tunes. good mix of stuff. A lot there. of curveballs, which yeah, I think is kind of. Fun. I was like,
1: <laughs> okay, well now I'm, I'm intrigued to hear yeah. the record. Because... I was a little, I was a little
2: worried though because like it kind of goes over a lot of different genres and some of these things were. in insp- I know we're gonna talk about other things then but uh <laughs> our inspirations and things we were listening to and talking about uh i was worried that people would like listen to the playlist and be and listen out and be like oh oh no it's not it's not that in- as interesting oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know but we'll see well I, I but i think it's always interesting to find out where inspiration is drawn from mm-hmm. because a lot of people i think listen to an artist and be like oh well they must like x y and z and then you know if you throw in a curveball that's when that's when things get interesting yeah i think yeah, even just quickly, what? Cause
1: uh, so I was at field trip a couple weekends ago, nice. and I saw James Vincent McMorrow. Oh,
0: I'm sorry, we're out of time. So the, <laughs> no, sorry, go ahead.
1: James Vincent McMorrow oh, yes. is a good example because you listen to like his records, you're like, oh yeah, he just like you know, it's kind of still like an indie folk with yeah. like sort of some electronic elements or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he recorded his most recent album with like members of like the like OVO crew, like oh. and it was in like oh. the GTA. He recorded Crazy. the album. Okay. Uh, i don't know where exactly but somewhere in toronto with people and it was just kind of like oh and like listening to him talk even like at the show he was like you know i love toronto I actually like recorded most of my new album here and just like talking about that and you know i remember seeing him in the woods at oceaga a couple of years yeah. ago this uh this australian fellow that i met was like oh you got to check this guy out and it was just sort of like him with like a guitar just like singing in the woods and i was like oh this is you, you know you maybe wouldn't draw those lines
0: connecting sure. yeah. artists like that to uh
3: But
1: that's a perfect segue to what we're talking about today. Yeah, I think that's a great
0: segue. Let's start with The Hidden Gem.
1: Okay. We'll start with The Hidden Gem. I think it connects to both very well. But, anyways. The Hidden Gem for this week was uh, Back Back to to the the Egg. Back to
2: the Egg. By Wings. By Wings.
1: 1979. And You Gotta Love It, which we'll come back to, uh, is Chris Cornell's Scream. Scream. Yeah. Yeah. which it says a lot—a lot to unpack—and the yes. the timing, uh, of course, Chris, having Chris Cornell having recently passed away. Sorry, excuse me. Hiccups. Um, it's gonna—it's gonna be an interesting episode either way. Yeah. So hidden gem. Hidden gem. Uh, what? What made you think of this? as well, the recommendation well it I, should be it, well let's make it clear that Sean recommended but the both yeah. the recommendations were provided by Sean yeah yeah, so yeah.
2: I, uh, I I've been listening to wings and Paul McCartney over the last like year and a half pretty much in, uh, exclusively <laughs> well uh, yeah well maybe not exclusively but it feels like it <laughs> like I just like really you know I was a I was a John Lennon guy most most of my life and like uh you know because he kind of picks sides especially when you're young uh, or at least a lot of people I know do right uh and then uh but like as I've gotten older I think I've started to appreciate uh Paul McCartney as a uh for his melodies and his his songs are just catchy and fun and great you know so I started kind of going through his back catalog and Wings was one of those bands that I maybe wrote off uh, because I thought maybe it was just too 70s sappy whatever, you know, right, right. silly love songs, things like that, uh, which I now appreciate all the sappy <laughs> 70s stuff of Wings. Anyways, and in my research, research, and my listening, and my reading, uh, and talking to people, uh, the one thing a lot of people were saying was like, the worst Wings album is Back to the Egg, and I thought, okay, well, I should listen to it anyways. And I think it's fantastic. So I thought, well, you know, like a lot of people hate... I mean, it's still, uh, you know, it still went platinum, I think. <laughs> so it's not exactly, you know, like this hidden A gem. hidden gem. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, but
0: I would say by today's standards, it probably is.
1: Totally. Because here's the thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: For me coming into this, other than maybe songs that I didn't know were Wings songs, mm-hmm. the only thing that I associate Wings with is james bond oh yeah so yeah. live and let die S- live and let die which i love yeah but i kind of like all of the bond songs like the even like the bad ones i'm kind of yeah. like oh there's something about this which and is cool chris Cornell made a great i know this bond that's band. why <laughs> this is such a fucking sick the, i don't know if you plan this shit but no. when i was listening i was like there's gonna be a lot of talk about james bond we'll put it that way but right or bond music but yeah. um yeah so i came into it kind of being like you know what i don't think i've ever listened to a wings album yeah Ever any any Wings album? I just know them for that song, and yeah, kind of like what we're talking about uh, with like movies like Mordecai and the Great Wall, right? I f- uh, and just to uh, mm-hmm. get you on the same page, those move are movies where even if people have not seen them, yeah, they're universally hated or expected. it. Right. So like, yeah. You ask anybody, like, oh, did you see that Johnny Depp movie, Mordecai? And people are like, oh, God, no. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, do you know what it's about? And they're like, no. Do you yeah, know yeah, who yeah. else is in it? No. But how can it be good? And <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. like judging based on maybe other movies he's been in recently. Yeah. And so we've watched uh, both of those movies. And <coughs> maybe it's the distortion of our tastes that this po- the, 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 as a side effect of this podcast. But also yeah. we were just like, these are not
0: terrible movies. Like People oh, yeah? just like, hey, yeah. yeah. But I, haven't seen I, I feel like so. we don't have that same <laughs> same sort of feeling towards music though because we're not we haven't been inundated with music really Sure,
1: but I just meant that pa- mm-hmm. uh, Paul McCartney and Wings is an example of a band where for me just my experience is generally people being like other than that live and let die song now nah, you don't need to bother yeah. with that So I just like
2: never bothered with it Well, you know I mean, what I mean? yeah, I was I was the same way I, I wrote off a lot of music when I was younger uh, based on like when they were released like I, I used to write off so much, like, 80s and, like, late yeah. 70s music, uh, which I think is foolish now because so much of it I love. We were talking about Tears for Fears earlier, for example. I, yeah. I fucking love Tears for Fears. They're yeah. brilliant. Uh, things like that where I would have, like, maybe even 10 years ago, I would have been like, I'm not listening to that crap, you know? Yeah. Like, And I think Wings falls Fuck in that, that category. Decade. Yeah. Uh, so I came into it fresh, but I liked it.
1: Yeah.
0: Y- you th- yeah, it was interesting. I mean... There are definitely some songs on there that are. It's hard for me to hear McCartney and be like, "Oh, this is this is just another kind of Beatles-esque track, mm-hmm. right?" So, like, it's hard for me to divorce him from from that, especially when it's mm-hmm. like his solo stuff is a little bit less rock and roll, I, I suppose, or like uh, not less rock and roll, but this was more like pop, rocky, mm-hmm. whatever. So, like, I, in my head, my head immediately goes to the Beatles, but there's some songs like. Uh, orchestra Ro- oh yeah yeah whatever. rockestra theme yeah where, where i'm just like what like i really like that yeah, and th- and then i come to find out because yeah. for whatever reason especially with music i'm like okay well what's the story behind this and apparently um pete townsend and john bonham are on yeah, that track
2: and john paul jones from led zeppelin uh, whoa hank
0: marvin from the shadows
2: um who else was on it David Gilmour from Pink Floyd is on that track, and uh, Bruce Thomas, who is in Attractions,
1: Ocean's Eleven,
2: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well i think what Rock happened music. was i think because they went back to abbey road to record a bunch of stuff there and i uh, and for that album and these people would just happen to be around right and i think and i was reading a little bit up on it and they invited some other people to the studio too like uh, eric clapton was supposed to attend and jeff beck but they didn't sh- i don't know why they didn't show so up. and then keith moon was supposed to show up but he passed away not long before before they did the recording so it's so weird, but it's just so funny. It, 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 I think that's something I love about 70s music, especially like things like wings and an electric light orchestra is it's so excessive, you know, like it's, electric light orchestra. it's like, you know, like electric light, light orchestra. It's like we, you know, this song I think needs a full choir and a full orchestra. And it's like, yeah, sure, man. Yeah. Here's all the money. Don't, <laughs> yeah. on, don't, you know, spend it all on coke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty um, crazy. Can I just pause for a sec? Yeah. Sorry, just-
0: all right. And we're back. Yes Through the magic of editing That was only a second It's amazing how that works Um, Well So I also read Something interesting when I was looking up Mm -hmm. This album That uh, the Success of the album fell well short Of McCartney's expectations As well as Columbia Records expectations Mm -hmm. And Because of that he kind of totally shut down was like okay i need a break from wings all this stuff and then release McCartney too
2: yeah which is a mess
0: there's a there's an album you guys should cover on one of your feature pro- i i
2: i have friends who f- think it's the greatest thing you ever done and i have other friends who like me thinks it's garbage <laughs> interesting Yeah. <laughs> uh, haven't listened haven't uh, listened to it just I, cue up the song temporary secretary one day and oh uh, it's such a like
0: I mean I've definitely heard McCartney songs but I wouldn't be able to tell you which albums they mm. were on that's for sure.
1: This just this album to me because I'm not I've never been like a like I like the Beatles cuz right. sure. They're the Beatles cuz they're the Beatles and yeah. I th- I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't unless they're actively saying that they don't yeah. because
2: they're trying to be contrarian. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: but like I'm not I'm also not like the guy that needs all of the reissues with like, you know, so there's lots of Beatles songs I probably have just never even heard, you know? Yeah, Um, And then not listening to this. So for me, I was like, okay, yeah, let's check this out. And there's a lot of like, I wouldn't describe this as a heavy record. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's heavier songs. It's heavier than anything that I I would ever associate with. uh, Which is kind of why I think Live and Let Die is a cool song, which as a third part, to this sequence of sentences is surprising <laughs> to me that i didn't actually on my own do more research yeah. you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, sure. after hearing that song be like oh this is kind of like a heavier mm-hmm. beatly vibe i wonder yeah. what else he's got cook
2: and i was just like nah yeah the um I, I think i think the original goal for this album was so wings had released now called London Town right before this uh this one and uh it's kind of really schmaltzy and like a lot of Like pop ballads and stuff like that I think it's Wings' worst album But it sold really well of course So I think he wanted to go back to like Back to the egg, back to the beginning And try to Mm -hmm. like kind of reinvent the band And I think he I think they almost do it Like I think the first side does it right There's got these great like new wave ideas happening And I think that was one of the problems That people had with the album Was like you could really tell he was embracing At the time modern things like punk and new wave Well that'll come back I hope so. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and so, so some of the songs are like really like almost punky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Which I think is fantastic. And like none of the songs were really like that before. Um, I think it kind of falls in the second side of the album and, and a lot of people online seem to agree, uh, where he gets back into like, there's even like one of these old timey songs and there's like a song with an accordion and stuff in the second side <laughs> that I feel like the, he was trying to do something in particular and then lost his way at some point. Um, I still think those songs though are great. Like they're still brilliant melodies, fun songs, catchy as hell. Just front loaded the album a little bit. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, yeah. What, what's that one song that's, Well, uh... Whoa.
0: Rockistra won a Grammy for best rock. Oh instrumental. Yeah, yeah. That's a,
2: yeah. It won the, the first ever Grammy for rock instrumental or something, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's crazy. Hmm. Learn something new, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's interesting that because we keep coming back to it, and of course we would, but like mm. it's impossible for even somebody like Paul McCartney to get out of the shadow of the Beatles.
2: Yeah, and but the wi- Wings were were fucking huge. Like the only like in the seventies, the only bigger ba- like the only bigger band than Wings were the Beatles. You know, like <laughs> yeah. like. But that's what's cr- that's crazy. It, that's yeah. so They're like crazy. literally like the biggest
1: band. Of all time, because there's no, you can compare (coughs) almost any band in any type of music to like, oh, well, were they Beatles big though? Even if, even if, even if, on purely numbers, if there is a band that is bigger than
0: the Beatles, people won't, nobody will like ever perceive a band as bigger than the Beatles. Yeah. Well, because they, it's a weird mix, right? Like they had like the pop craze, hysteria, Mm -hmm. you know, like boy band type thing that, that people had you know, like the Backstreet Boys have had these things or other bands have had that, but they also then on the other side of the coin have the like heady artist, mm-hmm. weird thing that like, you know, you don't really see that. Yeah. Like that doesn't exist as a, you're either one or the other 99% of the time. Or yeah. if you make the switch, it's, it's you, you, you lose. Half yeah. You the, lose that, that bit. Like, so yeah. you're, you're not you're no longer the teen icons or whatever, but you're, you're now an artist. But for some reason, people followed them along they were like oh okay you want to do all this weird shit and like repeat the same sentence over and over again like yeah (laughs) i'm in you know people just bought into it somehow
2: yeah it's also kind of like any arc a band today is going through has already been done by the beatles so like it's it's not like they're well not any of course but like it's not like you're gonna break a lot of new ground that the beatles already didn't break right uh and i think because they were the first you know like they're
0: but I just think it's funny that McCartney is being compared to McCartney. It's right. Like, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is cool. But like the Beatles already did it. Like, yeah, yeah. motherfucker. I, uh, yeah, I did yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Imagine, imagine being in that <coughs> position. Oh, my God. Where yeah. do you go? Like, I, how weird that... Like, I'm sure... I am i don't mean like how... Like, oh, boo-hoo. But yeah. it's just kind of like... Still kicking. Still, kickin', still yeah. making music. Still selling out stadiums. Yeah, yeah. Still...
2: Well Fucking, that's why like just that's why sh- he
0: collaborated with uh Kanye <laughs> Kanye and uh what's her name Rihanna. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Such a such a huge such a huge artist but like mm. to have already had the accomplishment
2: that you were like oh yeah. Yeah, I was a beetle. As a beetle, yeah. Know? It's like, like what? Come I feel on. like I feel like anyone judging him for anything he's ever done, like it's like if someone's like, "Well, this album sucks," he could be like, uh, "I was a beetle, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like you
0: know, I've already done everything. You know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. what you're
2: looking for, I've already found. You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder if that like adversely affects the way people view some of the other records, though, right? Because true. you it, it, knowing nothing, if you, it was like a blind taste test or yeah. hear test, I guess, or whatever listening test you you might, you know, if, if you didn't know McCartney, you'd be like, oh, this is a cool record. Yeah. Like the instrumentals are nice, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But like knowing that this person is capable of what they're capable of, it's hard to be like, you know, like if you, it, not well, We'll use Andrew as an example because he's an artist. If you painted yeah. me a painting, I'd be like, that's fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I then come to find out that you are Picasso, and I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no,
2: for real. Like, well, it's it's less sweet well, now. You because, know, and like, he got a lot of that, you know, like his first album post Beatles, or right at the end of Beatles, McCartney won, uh, was torn apart because like, it's this like really quiet introspective album he recorded in his barn you know like mm-hmm. it's all these like you know it's like lo-fi some of it it's like it, it and and people people are gonna compare everything he does to the beatles so when well, that album came it's great it's a great album but we have we have time mm-hmm. you know to it's like, like <clears> look back which <throat> i think is what helps with an album like back to the egg because we can look back at it in context Detax, yeah, and we detach ourselves from from the times. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not quite...
1: This would almost be a good segue to our You Gotta Love It because it's, I feel like, kind of a similar scenario. Totally, yeah. But uh, I d- that is just a thing that... It's not unique to music, but I think it's sure. the most evident in music where it's like people... You know, I'm guilty of it, of course. Like, everybody that's a mute, you know... I can like somebody's entire library, but, yeah. like, if you hit something that really connects with me and then, like, you record something that is not that thing, right. Yeah, it's hard for me to, like... Sure. You know isolate yeah. it because music I guess even still when things are becoming more Driven by singles and streaming is kind of changing some of the dynamics that like popular people uh, You know take in popular music. Yeah, it's still like you treat an album Generally as like an era or like a period and you know, it's like perfectly encapsulated Like maybe every two or three years somebody releases right. a new work Whereas like, you know, maybe with visual arts or writing it's like a more steady Output, you know what I mean. So it's like people can the evolution is maybe more gradual, whereas somebody could like be like, okay, here's an album, and then they work with maybe a different producer or a different group of people. Two years right. later, they're thinking something different, and they release something that is like starkly different. Right. It's and hard to pull that off. Yeah, but yeah. it's and the flip is weird too because I get bo- like Pennywise as an example. I always use Pennywise. I feel like released like thirty records that to me sound identical, and right, people right, that lo- right. people that love Pennywise like like they can distinguish Fucking DC. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I like like I like Pennywise, but right. like uh, it for me personally, and there's like no disrespect to Pennywise, like I only need one Pennywise record. Yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. I'm just like uh, well, straight ahead. So the, the, the And I'm first, just like cool. The yeah. first
0: thing that I thought of with both these records, uh you know, in in like the context of this conversation is like it's very strange when things like that work out or when they don't work out you know, it's a huge failure. But then you look at things like um, Pinkerton, as an example, right? Mm-hmm. With, with Weezer, where it came out and everybody, like, no matter what people say today, like, you know, you'll talk to your friends and they'll be like, oh, I always love this record. Fuck no. you. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> when that album came out, everybody hated it. It was yeah, universally yeah. like, yeah, it was, like it was so hated that. Rivers was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna disappear off the face of the earth for a couple of years yeah, now. Yeah. Like, lock myself in a in a black room, All right, and just only come out to play soccer. True story. Yeah, yeah, right. And and now everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. But because there was such a strong backlash, she's like, well, okay, I'm gonna start making music again. But I'm just gonna make the same crap over. Like, mm-hmm. they're a band that, you know, their one departure was, at the time, thought of as garbage, but now yeah. it's thought of as amazing. But the damage is already done right Right. now they're just releasing the same album over and over and over again and it's not good
1: yeah there's got to be it's there's so many moving parts but it's definitely one of those like it's such a tightrope act Mm -hmm. like another example for me is like the mars volta where like the first mars volta record i was like this is wicked yeah it's just the right amount of weird and experimental and then francis the mute came out and i was like this is also cool, but there's also some weird like a track that was amazing and yeah. was like a single followed by like eight minutes of like Static or something. Yeah, and I'd right. be like, that's a bit weird.
2: Yeah, It's a little much.
1: And then like the next like However, yeah. many albums are just like Two it almost is should be a different band, you know, like right. it felt right. like it was like they were like, okay, we'll have Two kind of like radio-esque Mars Volta singles that yeah. were just like neat songs good songs <laughs> in their own right and the rest of it is just like hard for me it was hard to listen to like it yeah. was like and you know i think even recently in interviews he was just like uh
2: you know i was pretty like fucked up so oh, yeah. a lot of the time it's and we were just doing hard crazy to see, stuff like, but yeah it's hard to it's so hard to get easy. a like a progression that like seems natural yeah you can, know, and can I th- you
0: think of acts that have had like a like a natural progression or like been able to sort of not so much i wouldn't say as drastically like Mm -hmm. not so much a switch of genre, but almost genre switch or like come up with albums that were totally unexpected, but have have ended up being radiohead. Yeah. The radiohead Radiohead. is is a better example than the one I was going to use. Oh
2: yeah. Well, I think radiohead, like I, I remember hearing, I remember hearing Pablo honey. honey, I think it was garbage. I thought it was garbage. I was like, and I, and I, eh, it's just garbage and yeah. then i mean people agree <laughs> with that g- now right and then i heard the bands i'm like yeah there's some good songs on it but it doesn't really speak to me oh i really yeah. like the bands. and then i, I also, heard okay yeah, computer like this crazy special edition CD did you really like yeah. 80 tracks on yeah, it yeah. and that. then it wasn't until yeah. okay computer then i was like you know yeah. like this is this is what i do for the rest of my life you know yeah. like, right uh but it just kept going And they just kept going, and, just kept going. Yeah. And, and it was really interesting like i i always say this in kind of a when I heard OK Computer, I was like, that's that's the sound I didn't know I had in my head. You know, like, yeah. that's the sound. That's what I wanted a band to sound like, whether right. it was going to be my band or somebody else's. And then, like, a few years later, I'm like, this is the sound I got in my head now. I'm going to listen to what this Kid A album sounds like. And, like, right. that's the fucking sound. That was yeah. the progression. It was like... Yeah. It was such yeah, a that's perfect a great progression, example. You know? I think
0: I'll follow all the way along to, up until about King of Limbs, and then I'm like, oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 King of I Limbs is the. I bought King of Limbs. I don't know about that one. I think I did, I I think, did like Moonshade oh, Pool. Oh, Unchained
1: Pool was yeah, amazing. I, but I didn't continue listening to it.
2: Well, I think King of Limbs is. I think Kim. <laughs> I think King of Limbs. Sorry. Yeah. Works in the natural progression, like yeah, I can see it gets. It's I think just, it pushes a little too far for yeah, a lot of people. That that's that's. I th- I like it, but I again, like I don't throw it on very much. He, he you also know. found that kind of side outlet with just
1: eraser, like Tom York, it's yeah, like solo stuff, and where then it was Adams like even for more, piece. and then Adams for yeah. peace. I was gonna the example I was gonna use, which is less of a straight line. The Beatles, <laughs> <you know? laughs> Kanye West, because Kanye, oh, Kanye, like College Dropout and late registration, like College Dropout was like. A lot of young rappers now that are coming out yeah talk yeah. about how kanye showed them that like a black musician in hip-hop because so much of hip-hop had become about kind of being hard yeah. right there was obviously underground this whole time but there was no somebody nobody that had crossover appeal that was like you know wearing like the pink polos and so-called right. like backpack but like was still charting and like mm-hmm. competing and uh so his first two albums are, are almost comedic and they're like they still address issues, but it was like a very fun Kind of and then if you like look at the progression in like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy where it's like epic in scope Yeah, you know, and it was kind of other than um, 808s and heartbreak where he went like all auto-tune which yeah. even that had some like singles that people loved sure People didn't like write off Kanye when he did that. It was yeah. just like he was like Graduation had a little bit of autotune, Songs with like uh T-Pain and he was kind of delving into some new stuff, 808s and heartbreak, my beautiful. He just kind of kept going. Like yeah. even like Yeezus was like very aggressive and he just sort of like even though I may not like all of the albums more than the one before them. Yeah. It, there yeah. is like a noticeable progression where he's it's only funny. gotten I, bigger and bigger. I, see what
2: you're saying. I don't see it's, it's funny, I don't really see it as a progression so much with Kanye though, like uh and this isn't a like a this isn't a knock at Kanye because I think Kanye brilliant as a producer I am not a big fan of his him as a rapper but I think as a producer he's brilliant um but I really feel like K- Kanye instead of like following a progression I see him just like going on tangents doing whatever you know, he like, wants. yeah like I yeah. think and I that's fair I think Yeezus is a good example of that like I think feel like he you know he heard uh what was that band? He heard Death Grips one day and was like, "I'm gonna make that album." And then he made Jesus, and then it's like, and then he kind of went on did something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, but yeah. but every album is unique, which is really cool. Sure, I think.
0: I, I think it's interesting, especially now, and and it probably wasn't possible to bring it back to to Wings and the Beatles and stuff. It probably wasn't possible in that era because music wasn't as accessible. Mm-hmm. But now that music is super access, accessible, it's easy to sort of and everyone's listening to every genre like it's not as clear cut as it used to be like oh this guy's a rocker this guy's a whatever like that doesn't really happen anymore as yeah, far yeah. as as i i know but it's easier for artists to set themselves up as more avant-garde or like some people have like a an expectation that oh everything i do is just going to be slightly different like yeah. i'm thinking about Childish Gambino yeah. and not even just musically but just like career yeah totally in total he's like okay well i'm just going to direct this like almost artistic tv show mm-hmm. then i'm gonna make this rap album then i'm gonna make like a soul record kind yeah, of yeah 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 <laughs> right yeah. and like he, he's just like oh cool, man but, ev- like, yeah, so but cool. everyone's just like yeah just do whatever you want yeah and you know yeah. i think that that also brings
2: another point of like artistic freedom right. which i don't think you had as like you kind of did like, someone, Paul McCartney, had artistic freedom. But I also think he was well aware that he was spending millions of dollars from uh, Capitol and then Columbia. Right. Yeah, and, you know, and I think, like, nowadays, like, people are just like based, it's just, doing do do what bedroom. you want to do. You know, you can make what kind of. And I think that's the thing. I think, I think Kanye is a great example of that. Like, Kanye can do whatever he wants, you know? Yeah. And And people just kind of go along with it because it's Kanye, you know? Yeah.
1: Set a good example. Like, this would be the third week in a row I've mentioned Brock Hampton, but that crew is like just a group of kids that. Well, kids. I mean, you like won't. Young shut up about it. And what, and it's so what, good. What
2: is the, what is Brock uh,
1: They're like a, co- a collective. Is a bet. They're like a hip hop crew, but it's okay. more of a collect. There's like, um, but you know,
0: it's very interesting because like the songs are all over the map. It's not like yeah. one style of hip hop yeah. either. And it's cool. like a large group, um, of just these young
1: guys that are from, I think, mostly Texas, um, but kind of all over the place. There's one guy from Ireland, I think. Or oh, st- and anyway, they. They've got singers, they've got songwriters, they've got rappers, like, they do their own videos, they do direct it, like, and they kind of are just like, it's like a group of friends living in a house that are challenging a lot of um, stereotypes and norms and stuff that even have to do with sort of, like, gender and, uh, you know, LGBTQ and all this crazy stuff, but, like, it's just, again, you know, like, they they have the tools, Mm -hmm. like, with the internet and computers, and, like, now that... I think young people see that there are artists like the Kanye's and people that are just kind of doing whatever they want. Yeah. Um, Things are just, it's great. I love it. Things are just getting so splintered and less like To your
0: point though. It's a lot cheaper (coughs) to do it now than it was back then. Yeah. Uh, So I I think that's maybe one of the reasons why people have more freedom to do whatever they want, because to make like an Epic in scope Beatles esque record. Now you could probably do that for like far less than a million dollars, let alone millions of dollars. So let's, well, yeah. Let's talk about so, an artist who. Let's did talk a, about an example. Yeah. A genre switch that didn't go as successfully.
2: Yeah, and and one that I th- I don't know if people are gonna look back. I I, I read a lot of well, articles about people being like, is it time to re I th- I don't think it is. You know, I think I think people got a lot of things right the well, first time.
0: We re-examined it, and it is, is Chris Cornell's "Scream" that you gotta love
1: it for so, the week. Okay, you know what I didn't know about this going into it what's that so and you were like oh do you know this record and i was like no i don't i don't know this record and you were like oh it's like it's chris cornell working with timbaland yeah and in my head i just thought that meant a chris <laughs> cornell rock record that timbaland produced a rock record not
0: yeah
2: chris cornell like just yeah. singing in the style of timbaland <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and i was sort of hoping you'd think that too because i'm just like when you said you hadn't heard i'm like i'm like oh Knock you, just wait, you well, just wait sir you just wait
0: so the the record opens with an intro and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Like kind of weird avant-garde intro. And I'm like, oh, this is because I thought it was going to be, um, you know, the typical solo singer record where it's like a singer songwriter type thing. You know, maybe yeah. like an acoustic stripped down Chris Cornell bearing his heart or something. yeah, And then that intro comes in and I'm like, oh, is this going to be some like experimental record? <laughs> I am. Like maybe I won't have to love this, yeah, you yeah. know. And then the first track starts, and I was like, "Whoa! Yeah, 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 yeah. What is this? Well, what is it? It's like, funny because that
2: intro, like when I first heard that intro, I was thinking like I had a similar response, except it was more like an eye rolling thing. Like because it's like that's that strikes me as very kind of Chris Cornell, where you have. Maybe not just Chris Cornell, but like where they have this kind of like mystical, uh, like, you know, Eastern sounding thing. And yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then and then when it kicked in, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Question mark. You know, like what's happening here? You're yeah.
1: expecting Timbaland to come in and do his like trademark like. Oh, ah, like yeah, dude, yeah. he does all those crazy noises where yeah. he's kind of beatboxing. And he and- just introduces like Chris Cornell you know, like, <laughs> or something <laughs> like Jay-Z on that Fallout Boy record. Uh, no, nobody? I, no, I don't know. Uh, Infinity on High opens with Jay-Z, like, Making- doing, like, a monologue, kind of, over, like, the in- yeah. anyway, back yeah. to this record. So, <coughs> int- So, I mean, I'm gonna assume that part of the r- idea behind recommending this has to do with him dying recently. Maybe mm-hmm. it was, like, front of mind. Yeah. Looking back on his, like, career and, like, the stuff that he'd done. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I should say I'm not like a I'm not like a diehard Chris Cornell fan by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. But I don't know him either. No, same. But there are certain things that I do respect about, sure. uh, and not you know not just because he passed away. Like obviously, the, his biggest hits with uh, Soundgarden, Soundgarden and, yeah, and just like I don't know, there's definitely songs that I was fucking super into yeah. growing up. Yeah. You know, and even though it's not really my bag now, like I wouldn't really go out of my way to listen to it. There's still like a kind of like cozy nostalgia. Sure. Um, I
2: I had like, I I feel like I had had a lot of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I almost said promise, but I had kind of a lot of hope for Chris Cornell's career over the years because I thought Soundgarden were great. mm -hmm. Um, And then I remember hearing Audio Slaves, a prime example. When I first heard about Audio Slave, someone was like, it's rage, rage Against Against the machine <laughs> with, chris. with chris cornell and i was like holy shit rage <laughs> yeah. the machine with someone who's a melodic writer and a great singer yeah wow and then i heard it, i'm like oh no i guess this is what it would sound like like i thought it was garbage yeah, I, well, yeah. no not garbage i just thought it was so too uh, just boring
0: well, and like I, uh, I bought in pretty hard yeah before, like having heard nothing i was like oh yeah, yeah i'm gonna pre-order this record i it's gonna be on repeat like like sell me a t-shirt because yeah. i am 100 percent about this band and then you're i like I, you're like at the tattoo yeah. shop being like nope this band's gonna
2: be huge yeah. trust me and then
0: i hear the first song and i was like what
1: okay the fuck mm. two things though before yeah. we come back to scream that i did really like uh cochise the yeah. audio slave song with the music video i believe the music video is directed by mark romanek but it's, like, where they're on top of that, they have all the fireworks that were, like, oh, okay. in tune with the music. And they, like, take the, uh, like, freight elevator up this, like, building that's under construction. And apparently, like, they, cut because they're so high up and there's so many fireworks and they hadn't mm-hmm. notified a lot of the surrounding communities, people thought they were, like, under attack. Like, they oh, thought wow. because, like, they you were using, like, fucking, like, military-grade <laughs> fireworks. And there's so many of them. And it was just so loud. And I just remember seeing that music video and being, like, A, this is perfect for this song. And B... That I'm like rocking out right now. This is pretty yeah, yeah. dope. And then also, I got to see Chris Cornell perform solo. Uh, well, not so like he had a backing band, but it was in. Was like it a, Scream front to back? No, it was. <laughs> uh, it was. It was. <laughs> Too bad. Um, just this like industry event uh, that was at the Phoenix, and well, it, it was like. A, yeah. Well, I was just like, yeah. Again, I was somebody's plus one. A friend yeah. was just like, hey, you want to go check this out? And I was yeah. like, sure. Um, And I was very impressed. Like, I was, because it wasn't even like the, but I just like seeing him. I was like, oh, fuck. Like this guy's voice. Like,
2: well, he's a killer singer. He
1: he is insanely talented. And a performer. Yeah. Uh, And then he played the song from uh, Casino Royale. Which yeah, which was sick because yeah. I know there's people that really don't like that as a James Bond song, but I think it's fucking sweet. And seeing him perform it live, I was like, this is
2: dope. I think it's one of the best things he's he's done with that song. The other the other thing, I'm I'm sorry, you had another point. You, you no, I was just
1: gonna segue back into scream on that <coughs> yeah. point, but I'll
2: come well, back to I'll, it. I'll segue. But I will say There is um one solo song I heard was uh you can't change me. Remember that tune? Um, and it was it's a great song. Uh how'd it go it, it, it again had like that kind of like easter and the <laughs> sort of, like, crazy... okay. it's this great <laughs> rock tune he's like and uh wait just one minute here i can see vaguely great it does melody sc- yeah I know.
3: anyways
2: a really great song and and i think it's one of the uh, one of the better things he he did like even better than a lot of the Soundgarden stuff uh so I had a lot of hope for a solo career for Chris Cornell I think that's ultimately what I was getting at yeah which brings us to Scream yeah <laughs> uh,
1: so uh, I uh I don't
0: really know where to start what the way I was gonna can I well let's just start by quoting Timberland here okay okay they say to me it was one of the best projects I've ever worked on actually interesting yeah
2: I think there's something to be said for it influencing the 2020 experience. Um, okay. I, <laughs> I, I love like, I love that album. I but. love I, I do too. I think it's I think it's amazing. And I, I think you can see a lot of ideas, like some of the transitions. Like, well, first of all, Scream from start to finish, all songs run into each other, right? It's like mm. it's like it's a one of those things, continuous where play. A continuous play thing, right? Which I think he he did with a bit of 2020 experience if not mm-hmm. all of it i can't remember exactly is
0: it a concept record i'm not too screen sure. screen yeah i'm not know. too sure i found I, the lyrics a little I like right yeah i couldn't really follow yeah um
2: but but, but oh i sorry i was just gonna say yeah, go ahead I, I was gonna counter with another quote that i wrote down because i oh, thought yeah. it was amazing uh from mr trent resner who said, you know that feeling you get when someone embarrasses themselves so badly you feel uncomfortable? Heard Chris Cornell's record? Jesus. He- wow. Whoa. He
1: tweeted that. Just lambasted. Yeah, that's cold. Shots yeah. fired. Trent cold. Reznor.
2: Yeah, which he later apologized. For, uh, but- <laughs> I. So,
1: this is, it's, it was a weird one for me. I think because I didn't expect it. Um, Timbaland has done some production that I don't know. It's like a love-hate <laughs> thing, you know, like he's yeah, done yeah. stuff that I'm like, wow, this is amazing But then if it's like too Timbalindy, if that makes sense, like mm-hmm. he, you know what I mean? Like there's kind of like those noises I was making earlier when he just <laughs> right. like when he really fucking like takes it to mm-hmm. A level where I'm just like dude scale it back just a bit. Sure. And so with this I We were t- I was just saying on the way over here to Sean when we did Lulu that felt Ooh, yeah. so that that was pretty disastrous. But that at least to me felt like it was like Metallica and Lou Reed being like, fuck it, let's just do it. We could do whatever we want. Let's like yeah. Yeah. I like your music, you like my music, let's just like see where this goes. And like recording an actual album. Right. I don't know the history behind this. I'm hoping mm-hmm. maybe one of you guys did some research on it, but like it doesn't it feels like it was almost like a money man thing where they were like, uh, Chris Cornell has like a storied career and he's like a talented rock mm-hmm. musician, and maybe this is 2009, 2009. Came around yeah. came out around a time where maybe they saw other fusions working well maybe yeah. like and they were like oh let's get uh this hot producer yeah who is also kind of has like a bit of a story you know like and let's get them together to make a record. Like did they so did they did th- one of them reach
0: out to yeah. the other to be like this was Chris Cornell's idea.
2: Yeah. So crazy. I was isn't that crazy, crazy? Yeah. 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 Apparently he I mean the official story of course we don't know the truth but apparently yeah he he reached out him. I, I think I he reached out to him to do some like remixing his last album or something like mm-hmm. that and doing like a remix album or something.
0: And then they were talking about he wanted to do like a um old school R and B bluesy type deal. Chris Cornell did. And then I guess okay. maybe Timberland decided that. He you know, needed to be more let's for make the club. It contemporary yeah. or something. Yeah. But I okay <laughs> it's hard to find specific things to really that I can point to, to like about this record. Mm -hmm. But what I do like is I think that it it might be cheesy to say this a little bit, but I think it like proves that Cornell is, isn't just the singer of a, of like a, I don't know what, what, you know, he's not just the black hole sun guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he, as an artist, I think that you have to try new things, but maybe part of that means spectacular failure, mm-hmm. right? Like, it definitely means that. Like yeah. Lulu, yeah. yeah, right. You know, like these things happen. But he at least put himself out there, yeah. Because any any normal person, I think, would have heard this record and been like, eh, you know what? Let's just shelf this one." Yeah, totally. Right. But he was like, "Fuck it! No, this is it. This is like this is me now." I guess I yeah. don't know. Like they put it out, right? And, yeah, yeah. And and I think
2: that I think you're right. I I'll always. Take f- a, a a disastrous failed experiment over like a generic the same thing over and
1: over and over and over again. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like I'll, I'll I mm. have a lot of I have a lot of respect for this album uh, because it it exists. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's great. Okay, I do. <laughs> I love the album art though.
1: Of Al- album art is with sweet with him with the guitar like in the like super high up and it's yeah. just kind of like ice in the sideways. Yeah. Um. There are two songs, or more than maybe three songs. Um, I pulled up the track listing here, but mm. the first couple songs, I was like, okay, this, oh, I'm not <laughs> not super into this. But then speaking of James Bond, yeah, I think the songs Get Up and Ground Zero, Back to Back, I was like, these songs, at least, to me, immediately made me think of like, I just watched a fun, like a Bourne movie or like some sort of action movie And then this was like the credit music to like cap it off where it was like like, um, I feel like a lot of those movies do that kind of stuff. It'll either be a cover of like mm -hmm. an old song by like an electronica, you know, like there's just like a... And I don't always hate it because usually I'm in a mood where I'm like, That was fun. I just had a blast. And you're like getting up with your friends, and it's like,
2: like this crazy
1: music, and the credits are like flying in, and I'm just like, oh yeah, fucking that was cool. Yeah,
2: and then like, and it's like, our house or something, but he's he's still smashing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, house. Yeah, it's a very very fine house, you know, (laughs) or something. (laughs) Exactly, exactly like that.
1: So there was a couple songs where I was like, um. It's kind of like weird to say this because it's it's really qualifying something that i like like a statement about liking on this album but like listening to this as a cd or just as like a record being like all right let's sit down and listen to this yeah didn't work for me but some of the stuff i could see liking in a context removed from this album yeah you know like at a sporting (laughs) event or at it you know what i mean like and it, it that sounds like it's really giving it like a Oh, like, you know, this fucking sucks. It's only... Mm-hmm. But, like, I think it, some of these songs could work really well. Just, like, removed from the idea
0: of what it is, almost. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's well, that's what I thought so, when I was listening to it. I was just like, fuck, like, this would be... But I think that goes back to what we were talking about, how Paul McCartney can't yeah, can't was, escape being Paul right. McCartney. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chris Cornell can escape being Chris Cornell. If, if some guy, like, some other singer was mm. working with, the, you know, some no-name was working with Timberland and put out a record... yeah. Especially now. If this record came out now with some, some no name singer, like it may be easier to like contextually there's you have no reference, so you're like, Okay, yeah. let's listen to it, you know, whatever, it's fine. Whereas because it's Chris Cornell, you're like, Okay like you tried a little too hard here and, and didn't hit the mark.
2: Well, and, and I also don't think his style of singing works with this no. type of music. With and most actually, of the songs. Yeah. There's one or two yeah, there's songs, songs I meant where I was just yeah, like, Oh, there's a couple of things that really work well. I think I even wrote, uh, take me alive as a song. I said, and I wrote, I wrote a little note saying the most Cornell esque song. And I thought he works well. <laughs> and what, what I was thinking though, there's a song called long gone, uh, and I was thinking about it at a context, uh, like at a context, Cornell. And I was like, man, if like Rihanna was singing this or something, it would be a jam. Like, mm. the tune's great. Like, it's a really good tune. Uh, if some in someone, maybe not Rihanna, but like in someone else's hands, yeah. it mm-hmm. might be a really great tune. And I think a few of the songs fall into that category. It's so strange how that works. How like you could
1: even. I guess sometimes it happens with covers. Very rarely, but yeah. sometimes you'll hear a cover of something, and you're like. Or even if you didn't hear the original, you hear the cover and you're like, wow, this is a really great song. And then
0: you listen to the original and you're like, no, nah, I still like the cover better. Right. Well, you yeah. Know? So I, I think that that's interesting. The sign of a uh, of a good or not good. Good is, is subjective. The sign of like sure. a, a of a truly unique artist is when you know this person plays a song and someone covers it and it's like nah, you know it's not it's not gonna be as good as that or if he if the artist covers somebody else's song and it's better than the original you're like okay this guy really put artistry into it and i think the sign of a of a good or compelling song is the opposite mm-hmm. of that if a song itself is really good doesn't matter who's singing it, yeah. it, it you know you're like oh this is a fucking great song yeah and there's there's a couple songs you can point to that like you know i've been covered a million times you listen to a bunch of the covers and you're like ah oh, this is i like this yeah Regardless of who's singing it, and I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah,
2: and I think I think you're, I think some of the songs could be rediscovered in that way. Yeah, crowded house. Oh, don't, don't dream that's it's a, over. That's a good one. That's, that's a a, great
1: every song. every cover I've heard of that song. I'm like, I like the song as much as it's the original, a great song, if uh, not more. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah. That's
2: a great song. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I thinking? The one thing I wanted to touch on, which uh, I'm sure I wonder if you guys have opinion, opinions on. I was thinking of like how rarely the kind of uh, co- connection of like hip, I say hip hop, but like pop, pop hip hop, dance music connecting with like metal guitars, how rarely it works. And Jay Z, Park, yeah, Jay Z, and that one Mash-up. time kind of works,
0: yeah, but yeah, but like that. Th- but I was thinking, what well, it and, me anything that came out between 2000 and 2003, yeah, totally, right?
2: <laughs> totally. Well, the one album that I like came to my head when I listened to a few tracks as like a really failed experiment was the Most Deaf album, The New Danger. Yeah. You know, which has like these like really, really specific to a time period guitar parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it fails miserably. Mm-hmm. But it's still like some of it, you're like, ah oh, man, he's he's on to something, yeah. you know? <laughs> Mo-
1: Most Deaf is like one of my <laughs> or Bay yeah he, uh, Yes. He is one of my all time favorite are just people artists yeah. creatives. I would le- he's like he's well, like you know that dinner party question. Yeah, I yeah. would love oh man Yeah, the opportunity to just talk
0: with him about
1: about literally
0: anything That'd like not he- even just music That'd like, be a heavy dinner though. I feel like it's not yeah, but it's not he, lighthearted.
1: Well, I mean I don't I think he kind of is cast in a certain light now because of his sort of activism in the last couple of years but I still listen to interviews or see you know, like he I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't think it's fair to judge him based on his most recent experiences. But I will say that I kind of feel the same way about that record Mm because, like, on um, he has the song "Rock and Roll" on "Black on Both Sides." Oh yeah. Uh, And then you saw on um, uh, the new danger how it was kind of like, oh, he really wants to like take back that rock and roll. You know, yeah. uh, kind of take us down a, a trip down memory lane of the history of like rock and roll music uh, particularly with like black musicians and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then after that uh,
0: hey well no go ahead sorry no I was just going
1: to say he just kind of continued going on that path and yeah. I think he really um, a lot of maybe casual fans like he lost the promise of like what most deaf was right. supposed to be because he was doing all this experimental
0: stuff but yeah, yeah it's,
2: it works on the aesthetic like some yeah. of the more rock. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. <laughs> so what's your stance on, um, actually I was just gonna, let's start with the joke answer first. What about kid rock? Oh, but no, no, seriously. Like <laughs> yeah, seriously there, I mean, there are definitely some records that we, we talked, um, maybe we didn't on Mike, but rage against the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we talked about it with the audio slave stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of that works. Look, I think that there are lots of examples.
1: Or Beastie which, Boys, which is why I've kind of yeah, yeah,
0: the snotty the the music sn- record
1: store snot in me really came to the surface when Yeezus came out mm-hmm. because there was all of these people that don't listen to. What about they... Walk This Way? By the way,
2: the Run DMC Walk This Way. Yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah. That's like a that it's was a huge success. It, well, it this was. this
1: is kind of to my point. What I was gonna say is, there's people that are maybe more casual music listeners or whatever. That when yeah. Yeezus came out, they're like, "This is fucking mind blowing! Did you hear Black Skinhead? This shit is crazy!" And I yeah. was like, "He did not do this as well as like the fucking eighty yeah, totally. rap artists over the last twenty years yeah. that have already, you know, there's even like Doomtree as an example. I constantly point to Doomtree, like the mini the crew from Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, they." to me it feels like they're a group of punks and people from like hardcore bands and just people that were into like skating and stuff that loved hip hop and they yeah. started making that music and they like sample like, fuck, like POS samples like Undroth and has like punk sing- and hardcore singers like from Planes Mistaken, like just people from the Hold Steady and like all these right. different groups singing hooks on his songs and it's like, there are people that not only do it well but like excel at mixing the two genres, mm-hmm. but definitely I think around um to the era you were talking about, where it was almost more of a commodity type. It was like, oh. Uh, I,
0: I was kidding about that, though.
1: But I think there's some legitimately good bands that came out of that era that kind of were associated with, like, Deftones, even though they're not rap, no. were tied in with that whole new metal yeah, thing. And dead. a lot of new metal bands yeah. were basically just popular rock and metal bands, like hard rock and metal bands that incorporated... Elements of hip-hop production yeah, they, they, or hip-hop they, they into their music. They room.
0: hired t- a DJ for the band. Exactly. Yeah. So what it, about when uh, the first Gorillas records with the first Gorillas record with Dell? hmm Yeah, like before that, that that's that's kind of a yeah, a, yeah. I mean now there's sort of an expectation with the Gorillas. You're like, oh, okay, but like when that first came out, I was like, sure, okay So Damon Albarn, it's gonna be a rock record. Yeah, and I was like, oh, whoa
1: and Beastie Boys is a good example. I think they yeah. used because they came from the other angle, almost like they were like a hip hop group that were incorporating yeah. more rock elements. Well, they than were maybe a, people... they were a
2: punk band first, right? Like the Beastie Boys mm. started as a punk band, and then and yeah, then, but they were there. They were living Brooklyn. So crazy, you know, Brooklyn! In how about the, this awesome days. photo? What's, oh man!
0: It is. Uh, Fred Durst with uh with Method Man, <laughs> and
1: Fred
0: together Durst. now the good old days. Both with backwards red New York Yankees hats, <laughs> three dollar yeah. bill, y'all. You don't yeah. see enough red Yankees hats these days. Well, I, I mean, don't think. I think he really. Fashion
2: fucking, changes as it goes. You he know? closed
0: the door on that. I think.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, People yeah. don't want to be associated with. But like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think there are good examples, even in the bands that are almost universally made fun of. I think there are good ex- song, examples of like yeah. songs that worked, where you were like, oh, like as a kid around the time that it came out, super catchy hook. Like, you know, it was like a fun song to like listen to. So I definitely think it can be done well. And I think there are tons of examples of it, but it's like a, and I think we're now seeing more and more of an organic, like because people don't feel that basically the lines are blurred to the extent that like, it's not so much, it's just music as opposed to like these two things combined, you know, like you can have like, an aggressive rap song, or you could have a more, I don't even know what you, how you would describe the opposite, like a rock song that's more hip hop. Yeah. I, I don't guess, know.
2: I guess it's all in the, um the undertaking and it's like so many things can make it go right or wrong. You know, whether it's like someone being like, oh, this sounds popular now. The sound is popular. Let's put it on yeah. your album. Or yeah. if it's something like, you know, the roots do it great oh, yeah. because the roots are a heavy band who know how to play. And, yeah. they, but they're also like, they they figure it out they're not like they're not taking half measures you know when they Mm -hmm. play uh, a punk song on phrenology pops up like the third or fourth track yeah it's like a minute long and you're like holy fuck that's the (laughs) best punk song i've ever heard in my life yeah i think
0: (laughs) i think we can all agree though definitively yeah the greatest hip-hop rock and roll (laughs) collaboration is puff daddy and jimmy page on the godzilla soundtrack
2: I I loved that when that came out like yeah, it was great and I was a big Ze- I was a big Zeppelin fan and a big like classic rock fan I wasn't much of a, a hip-hop fan right. at the time and I remember hearing that being like Fucking great man because like and I think it's all in the production because the original version of cashmere the riffs great But it's like really produced kind of it's not really big the way yeah. it's produced like it should be and with that Godzilla thing. It's like it ah. couldn't have been bigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: exactly heavy guitar I think uh, and Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, whatever, like, he was a guy that I never wanted to, this sounds so, like, a hater, like, I never wanted to like him, but, like, he would always, like, release a song where I'd just be like,
2: fuck, yeah,
1: you know, like, even, like, Bad Boys for Life, like, they're just, like, he just, he knows how to make hits to a almost embarrassing extent, like, he he, knew, has he
2: he done anything lately, like? I he think knew he's, how to make he's
1: just so rich and yeah. he just has hands in things as well yeah. that we, yeah. he doesn't even need to put his name on it. He's he, just he like, he acts sometimes. Yeah. But yeah so, that's about it, somebody think. will like come to it. Like, he'll just be like, yo, you should do this with that song. And like to like some like up and coming like, you know, MC or rapper. And they're just like, okay, yeah. Puff Daddy came into the studio and told me to do this. And then they have like a fucking like chart topping hit. It's like right. on top of the charts for like, you know, eight months of the year. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. It's just. That was another good example, though, I think. And I yeah. think elect computers I think was a good example, yeah. computers, and electronic music, I think, played a larger role than a lot of people give it credit for because that is like one genre where, as somebody that's loved electronic music since I was like a kid, mm-hmm. and even this album, there's a lot of like... it's
2: There's some great beats on this album. Yeah,
1: it's it feels more electronic maybe than hip-hop to me because Timbaland does a very electronic... but It's yeah. not like a classic golden age hip-hop where they're sampling like yeah. old soul records. It's like fresh... Yeah. Beat, you know what I mean? Um, but electronic music is like, arguably, the most experimental in mashing genres together because mm-hmm. virtually all electronic music starts started in a place where that's like what it was. It was either ambient or it was like, let's just take these other things and just mix them all together. So yeah. like, I don't know, it's good. There, it just it didn't quite,
0: fuck, it just it's, didn't quite... All right. Before we get to the recommendations, let's just all list off one thing that we loved about this album, Chris Cornell's Kareem.
2: Oh my goodness. Let me just go through my notes. I must have wrote something down. <laughs> what, what did
0: you love, Andrew? Because you had to. I loved the moments, however
1: brief they were, where everything worked for like a split second or like 10 seconds. And that sort of Like the clouds parted for a minute, you know, like actually, so on the, before I came over today, I was listening to it in the car again, Mm -hmm. uh, with he who shall not be named or ever be on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And we were talking about it and we were, and we were listening, we were listening to this, like I had it really obnoxiously loud and we were driving and it would be like, we were sitting there and it's just like, fuck, this is like not good. And then there would just be like the pre-chorus or something, you know, like something would come up in the song where I'd be like,
2: uh, yeah. Oh.
1: So, those moments where I was just like, oh, yeah. yes, finally, there's. And then it just kind of. So, I there's enough of those, I think, that I was like, hmm. You know, it's fuck. Yeah. It's just, it's tough. There's. So, there's little moments, like little samples well, I would cut out of. I it.
0: thought it was more successful than the Lulu Reed Metallica. Yes. Oh, hot duo, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Way L- more successful than that.
2: Lulu is a disaster of epic proportions. So,
0: what I liked, I mean, this is a cliche here, but you know how people say it's not. The Destination, it's the journey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I like the the attempt, mm. yeah. you know. I, I, yeah, it's a lot of balls. I could get to behind make that. that choice for Chris yeah. Cornell, yeah.
2: Like, it's like, sorry to cut you off, but no, I no. think that I think the interesting thing is like the metal world more than most worlds, they are they, they turn on a dime, man, they yeah. turn on you, you know. And I think Chris Cornell knows that or knew that, so I think for someone like Cornell to make that, that's a bold move, yeah. It's a, yeah.
0: It, like the 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 margin uh that you would like that you <clears throat> that you'd have to to have this su- success are so slim yeah. Yeah. you know it's like it's like spinning the wheel of fortune and getting that one like quarter of a, an actual tile that's a million dollars or whatever mm-hmm. f- like in two bankrupts on either side right right, right. this is like a, <laughs> I, I'm, uh i'm using an analogy for like 60 year old people but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, you know some guy being like oh it, i finally know what they're talking right. about <laughs> except in, in in this example with this album the entire wheel is bankrupt mm-hmm. and there's just one little sliver and he fuck he was like fuck it i'm gonna spin the wheel anyway I'm doing it yeah let's <laughs>
1: fucking yeah, yeah. make it happen <laughs> totally Did you guys uh, so
2: meow. i think i i think i lie somewhere between you guys because i think i think you're i like I, I agree with you there are some moments that's uh, with andrew i'm pointing at andrew i forgot we're doing a podcast <laughs> i agree with you uh, i'm pointing at andrew uh, in that there's moments that are little moments that are brilliant and it's like and just because they're both very talented right yeah like and it's a lot of times basically yeah totally a lot of times there's some beats that i think are great there's some songs that i think are great songs in other hands maybe Mm -hmm. uh and then i kind of agree with you koji because i think he hits the mark on the song scream uh i think which was the lead single i believe uh, something about scream works for me that song like everything about it works and I think it's lightning in a bottle, you know to catch that on yeah. that album uh, and it just it Just it, I don't know what it is. I couldn't even tell you why but when I heard that song like it's it's it works It fits everything else is a mess, but this one really fits. So.
1: Yeah, so this time next year let's regroup and we'll go over the Timbaland produced Metallica project which can you imagine that's not a real thing oh my god i was about to say is is that (laughs) real (laughs) if you took the timbaland out of the scream equation and the Metallica out of the lulu equation yeah because obviously the other halves of those equations are are now dead and you had them collaborate on a record
0: what would that sound like oh my goodness i feel like it would be the most successful (laughs) of the
1: three though could be possibly I, I really think it would I'm be i'm trying to picture those guys just all I in a feel room together
2: like, i don't know i feel but. like by the time like by now in history i think it would be a lazy record like i don't think metallica are making
0: probably the like, new one's good i, I haven't I, listened uh, to it but. yeah
2: but i mean whenever you hear people talk about the new albums being good they say it's a throwback they're like oh yeah they've, they've got what they lost back and, and then i'm kind of like well that doesn't really strike me
0: just as justice for all you
2: know they, that doesn't really strike me I, as I, like I, powering I, forward and really working on something that just strikes me being like well what worked last time this riff you know like
0: but they did try it like they i did you're right metallica and you know they're like okay let's uh let's release this album we're gonna get a new bass player and then replace all of our drums with rusty pots and we're gonna see how this goes <laughs> yeah wait, let's right? yeah
2: let's have lars do the entire mixing yeah and lars is like i just want to hear the snare drum yeah. <laughs> no no that's it i just want to hear the yeah. snare drum uh um,
0: so they tried it did recommendations? more
1: recommendations we got some uh, recommendations?
0: Yeah, not listening to any of the stuff that we listed throughout this podcast. The most um, <laughs> no, uh, okay. I don't know. I'll let you go first. Uh, I've been listening to
1: a record, a col- another collaborative record, so it's very fitting. Cool. Um, Toro y oh. if you're familiar, that Chaz mm-hmm. Bundick, the that Toro y Moi is his alias, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like an experimental electronic. Singer, songwriter. I don't know. He, he's kind of another guy that I feel like kind of Does his he has a sound but his albums mm-hmm. kind of all sound sort of different has a project project called Chan, Chaz Bundick meets the Matson 2, mm-hmm. which is these two brothers that are like I guess jazz guitarists I don't oh, even cool. know or like jazz, multi-instrumentalists. I don't even know to, oh, okay. be, to be completely honest that with you but yeah, it just came out a couple weeks ago and the first listen-through, I was like, oh, this is really good. It just felt like a sort of, it's kind of psychedelic. It's just kind of psychedelic, basically. Mm. Um, and it didn't really stick with me. But then I found myself like at work or when I was at the studio, caught, like being like, oh, I want to hear that again and queuing it up. And now I'm just like, okay, no, I actually really like this record. And it's, um, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to it. I can't really describe it other than to say it's sort of like... Um, The first couple tracks are instrumental and then uh, Chaz starts singing on Mm -hmm. the songs and it's kind of his trademark light, airy voice kind of over these like really fucking all over the place, psychedelic, jazzy riffs. I don't know. It's just like it's just cool. I think I think if you like like um, uh, Mark Ronson's last album that had a lot of uh, dude from... um, Tame Impala singing hmm. on it, or you like Tame Impala, like right. those. If you like that type of music, then okay. it's worth checking out. Cool, that's very yeah. I think it was a very successful collaboration, and I actually hope that they continue to work together. Right, I would love to hear more albums between that they uh, they both oh, man. worked Download on. Download that.
0: So I'll keep up with the uh, with the collaboration sort of theme of the whole thing, and also uh, recommend some music. <coughs> um, on your recommendation, actually, I used to, I listened to this record a lot when it first came out, but then I was like, okay, you know, kind of moved on. But then we were out at record store day, and you're like, you should just buy this. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should just to complete my Justin I can't Vernon remember what this is. Oh, collection. Oh, gangs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna recommend the Gangs record, which is G A Y N G S. Oh, okay. And you know that, you know, no, I, I don't. don't. Oh, dude. It is uh, 22 members in total. Okay. Including so like a ju- Minnesota super band yeah. <laughs> including Justin Vernon of Bon Iver uh-huh. um, Dessa and P.O.S. from Doomtree oh, okay. Doomtree, no kinks <laughs> a- Actor, comedian, and musician Harmar superstar uh, oh. And the list goes on and on uh, The Rosebuds Anyway, uh, very interesting record As most <laughs> Vernon projects are It's kind of hard to pin down And a little bit all over the place But in a good way Cool I think um, but yeah, another example of collaboration it is a super weird right. record. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. It's super weird. But like in it's a cool way that though. works. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I actually, like you said, in keeping with this podcast, it was an example of something that it's a bunch of talented people that wanted to work together, but it very mm-hmm. easily for fans of any of the individual people or mm-hmm. just like if it was a like higher profile
2: band, people would be like, what the fuck yeah. is happening here? Yeah. Man, okay. I have to check both those out. That's great. Yeah. Do do I make a recommendation? Yeah, yeah absolutely, awesome. you do. Cool, okay, because like I got something I've been listening to a lot, uh, and I found it on a Spotify playlist. You know how they make the playlist for you? I keep like mm-hmm. yeah. downloading them and like taking them to work, and and I don't always find anything good. But uh, Kajabonet is it her name? K a d h j a b o n e t Kajabonet. Yeah, uh, and she released this album last year called The Visitor. It's short. I think it's only like eight or nine tracks and she's got the best voice. Her voice is amazing. It's, it's, I, I can't stop listening to it. It's pretty chill. Um,
0: I'll put that song at the end of the,
2: yeah, one of good those idea. Songs the yeah Yeah. The yeah. There's, yeah. There's a great tune called honeycomb. You should put, yeah, put that tune on. Anyways, listen to that song. If you like that song, you'll love the album. It's great.
1: Cool. And just before we go, cause we said we were going to do it. Mm. Topaz.
0: Yeah. Let the people know. Uh, well, what's a Topaz other than a precious gem.
2: Well, it is a precious gem of music that's going to be released. Hopefully Uh, not hidden. No, not... Yes, exactly. Hopefully not. Uh, September this year, my new album comes out. It's called Topaz. It's a different direction for me. I'm playing electric guitar on it, which is really interesting. Um and uh yeah it's it's great i th- you know which is a it's very a by very Tim- objective opinion here produced, by timberland. <laughs> produced <Right>? by timberland by Timberland. <laughs> yeah uh produced by james bunton again who produced my last album and he produced like evening hymns and sweet uh, yeah, right on. diamond rings and uh, donovan wood's last few records and stuff so really really intelligent man so yeah it's september. september man gonna release a couple singles leading up to it and
0: well you have to let us know cool. when uh when that music drops and I maybe know, we'll sure. We'll have you on again when the record's out and we can let the people know. Yeah, that sounds good. Or, actually, I don't know if you guys know this, but there is another podcast on our podcast network that is specifically music-related. Oh, cool. Called The Crystal Ballroom. So when the record is about to be released, you can come on, be on the show. That'd be awesome. And uh, we can talk about your past, present, and future. That
2: sounds like fun. I'm in.
0: Yeah. Also, interesting, uh, while we're plugging Crystal Ballroom and some of the other shows on the podcast, uh, listen to this week's ISO the Buns podcast because I will be talking with Andrew Patterson about things that aren't horrible media. Boom. Oh. Also, uh, be nice. Interviewing Biff Naked be interesting. this week.
2: you interviewing Biff oh, Naked, yeah, for, for oh, Crystal cool. Ballroom.
0: So keep your ears open for that. I don't Moment know when that. Moment of weakness will be was one quick. of my
1: favorite music videos when I was a kid. I fucking love that music video when I, don't I, I don't first saw it, where it. she like goes into the like her boyfriend. It's like work. Uh-huh. With her band, and they're like the whole thing is them just like, oh, ris- trashing, it, the, trashing office? the office on their way to like his office. Yeah, that sounds like awesome. sweet. Yeah, it was wicked. Cool. Anyway,
0: yeah, listen to those other shows podcast.buns.com and check out Taupe has when it is released in September. Yeah, cool, man. Keep, keep, loving, keep it. loving it. Keep loving it. Keep loving it. love yeah. you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That is you Honeycomb And I'm the humble being That brings a pollen to Your killing lips Without a doubt Before the morning comes I dream a bit of you Honeycomb Ever languid will surface like honey dew drops for me And I will feel compelled to say honeycomb With fickle majesty, your whims are always mad. Honeycomb, and I, the lucky fool, in courtly dress, but the jokes are all on me. And I reminded of you were—all the stars burning in the sky.